relationship that she can no longer correct, and it was the one between her dad and herself when she was a little girl, but she won't spend 10 minutes in therapy. Right. They will not spend 10 minutes doing it that way, but they'll spend a lifetime yep. pursuing bad relationships. And either way you look at it, whether it's therapy or actually just pursuing guys who are married, it's an attempt to correct something. Mm -hmm. It's just basically what people are saying is, is I will take their two paths. One path is therapy, and that takes a couple of years, and I could really make some progress. The other one is an endless road filled with uh, uh, bear traps, uh, landmines, and uh, uh, legless beggars. I'm going to go down that road. But they're going to go down that one because the fantasy is that there's where the grail exists, that, that I yes. can change somebody. That's, okay. where it, that's, where, that's where the fantasy gets fulfilled. And I was thinking about today, we always ask, what makes people do that? I mean, I've never seen a satisfactory explanation of why people, even with conscious awareness of what they're doing, will go and People are that. flawed. Well, it's, it's like having a disturbance at a certain point in your development leaves you with unfinished business. Yes. And you've got to go back and work yes, in that business. that's why and, I know God didn't create people. God would have never installed that mechanism into people. What I try to figure out is, what is it about natural selection? That created that mechanism. There's no. It's, it's a totally random universe. <laughs> There's no God. Let me tell you, kids. Yeah, God, but is, you believe in Darwinism at least, and the natural selection should create. Yeah, but we've destroyed natural uh, selection via yeah. you know all the uh, yeah, medications our, and things yeah, we have our, now. Genes haven't changed that much. But here's what I'm saying: God would not have put this trait into somebody. Yeah. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic and abusive. I saw the pain firsthand for 15 years. Now I'm going to go out and marry an alcoholic. Yeah. God would have never work that in assuming you're building somebody you gotta you gotta put little characteristics in them like you're building it, a it's computer true, he'd be more likely to put cancer in than that mechanism thank you and cancer is another good argument no but <laughs> cancer won't even least, get into that well cancer well, it does thin the herd once in a while and, and and you understand that the maker needed to put that in there yeah. all right our guest tonight would be uh, bow wow wow for those of you who don't know who bow wow wow is you're probably younger because Drew certainly knows. And Drew, you know a few Bow Wow Wow songs, don't Isn't you? That weird? That's when I was a prime K-Rock listener. And Drew was uh, shocked to find out that they broke up in 83. You know how old that makes you, Drew? Oh, yeah. Because you weren't playing with Tonka trucks while Bow Wow Wow was playing in the background. You were, like, trying to get laid. I was, like, trying to finish medical school. And get laid once in a while, too. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. So uh, we'll talk to a couple of Bow Wow Wowians um, in about 15 minutes after the first break. But it's back to the phones. we go. John, you're 19. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Um, about, let's see, I don't know, about six months ago, I went to Planned Parenthood and got that little uh, cotton swab. Six months ago? Yeah. Anyway, that was John. Hell, for about three days. Six months ago? Yeah. Okay. But uh, then, uh, they, like that, the general pain after that went away. But now, ever since, the, the, like after I have sex, when I go to the bathroom, it really stings. And I think it has something to do with that because it's the same kind of pain that I experienced when I had that. Uh, how long has this thing. been? How long has this been going on for? I don't. I don't know. It's like ever since I got the test. What they do with the cotton swab? It's that Q-tip thing that's on the end of a wire. You hold on a second. Oops. I think I hung up on him by oh, mistake. Oh, oh. I hit the wrong button. Ooh. I screwed up. Oh, boy. Oh, I was going to yell at him anyway. I, I, I'm familiar with with what a Q-tip is. I'm trying to ask with the test. They it, take it and they swab it on a culture medium. Right. Yeah. 
You wouldn't see that. Though. I got the cotton swab. I got the cotton swab. Uh, what's the cotton swab? It's a stick with cotton on the end. Oh, well, hold, hold on. Let me write that down. Don't talk so fast. And uh, what would a cotton ball be? Okay. So right, what well, was the that? The deal is, uh, first of all, I wanted to know if you had hung up on Well, that. I didn't mean to, but Did it's probably best. Did he ever get the results of the test, or does he still have an infectious urethritis? Is mm -hmm. he still with the same partner or different partners? Could he now have a new infection that has gone untreated? Mm -hmm. Or did they indeed damage the lining of his urethra by jamming that Q-tip up there, in which case, in either case... Oh, they could? Uh, you can cause some structuring if they do a problem. Q-tip? What is this Q-tip, Drew? Is, uh, said it was a cotton swab. Cotton, cotton, uh, excuse me, uh, the, the wire tip cotton swab. <laughs> uh, the oh, is he still there? Cotton swab tip. Where is he? What line was he on, Drew? Seven. Seven. There was. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Your mic's right on top of this game, don't I? No. No, I what hit, was the one, he I hit one instead of hold. All right, so he's all right. What should he do, Drew? Uh, see a urologist. Absolutely. What if he can't afford a urologist? He doesn't see a generalist, but to go to a county clinic, whatever, he'll get to a urologist. Who's more um, expensive, urologist or your nose and throat? Depends what's being done. Mm -hmm. Are there ear, nose, throat, and penis? No. Would that be uh, funny? Would that be funny to have on your door, though? <laughs> Dr. Fagenbaum, ear, nose, throat, and penis. Oh, shit. Stacy. Yeah, how are you guys? Good. Okay, here's my problem. Um, last summer, I was in a really, really bad car accident, and I like, had a lot of in injuries and stuff. And well, like, two weeks ago, in one of my classes at school, this girl, um, I guess she had saw my hand, and on my palm, my hair was burned, so it like, looks really crappy. And um, she was like, ew, what happened? Whatever. She kind of made a big deal out of it. Nice how sensitive people that age are. Junior college? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was supposed to go to school. No, no, not, not so much you, but her. I, I knew this was junior college etiquette. The, the people in junior college are, are like nine-year-olds. You know, when a nine-year-old sees her, why are you so fat? Or they'll say to a burn victim, what happened to your ear? It melted. Ew. That's basically what junior college is. And it's actually worse than nine-year-olds. Nine-year-olds are just stupid. These people are stupid and stoned. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I try to like, ignore it, blow it off, whatever, but I guess what my problem is, is I'm really insecure about my scars, and I have a whole bunch on my leg. Sure, I mean, this, and, have you uh, ever talked to anybody about that before? Excuse me? Have you ever mentioned that to anybody, talked to anybody well, about that? Well, when I was in the hospital and I had outpatient therapy, they all knew that I was that I had problems with my scars, because I'd never had any scars before. Yeah. What happened? Did, did, did the car catch on fire? No, okay, they will... We were in, there was five people in the car, and the, the driver, in fact, he was drunk, but no one knew that he was drunk. Uh. And he got into an uh, accident. I was sleeping in the back seat, and I got ejected out of the car. Uh. And um, and then, like, I was in a coma for, like, a week. Oh, that's bad. But where did the burns come from? Well, I was ejected in my hand. Um, oh. Went right. underneath the, the car. Oh. Uh. And got like stuck in the tire. Or landed on like that. It. I don't even know. Oh, you mean like a, like a some, exhaust manifold yeah, or right. something burnt it? Yeah. Right. Did you have your seatbelt on? Actually, no, I didn't. I wear my seatbelt all the time now, though. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I love my lesson. Are you oh. in what context is you worried about this? Are you worried about becoming sexually active? Or are you worried about just having a boyfriend? What I'm worried about is that. Well, since that one girl, I mean, I've, I've been really insecure about you this. You're going to be rejected. Hey, Stacy, let me ask you. Be honest. Did she say, ooh, where'd you get those scars? Or did she look at you and say, oh, what happened? She was like, she wasn't sympathetic at all. She was like, ew, what happened to your hand? You're not projecting that on her yeah, because you're... Like, um, right. I, 
ignored it. And then I was like, oh, I got into a crack. So she said, ooh. Yeah, she said, ooh. Really? I'm not that surprised. Junior college. So I'm really insecure about my scars. And I'm afraid that, like, when or if I'm going to be having sex, like, soon. Have you ever had sex? Have I? Yes. Do you have a boyfriend? Have you had a boyfriend? I used to have a boyfriend, like, years ago. Yeah. That's all right. You'll get a new one. Listen. (laughs) I hope so. Are you good looking? Yes, I'm looking all the time, and they're not coming. No, no, you're good looking. Oh, am I? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got, like, in high school, I got most likely to turn heads. So, I mean, I don't know. Most likely to turn heads. (laughs) You sounded like some sort of oral trophy they were giving out there. (laughs) Discussing what kind of progressive high school was this? Well, it's like the, I got most likely to give a reach around on a camping trip. Uh, but Stacey, it's dubious honor, but I'm still happy to be pictured in the yearbook. Listen to what Adam's going to say about how guys think about this sort of thing. I mean, a guy, guy who really is into her and is attracted to her, and he finds out she's got some scars on her legs. What, what's going to happen? Well, I'm just, no, hold he's on, still, still going to be into you. A guy, uh, here's what a guy would look at it like. They would look at it like a uh, really, uh, really nice, like, you know, once in a while you go to the department store and you see a really nice overcoat, except for it's got like three buttons on the sleeve instead of two buttons, oh. but they got it marked down to half price, so you jump on it. I think that's what they're going to do with you. Well, if you're most likely to turn heads, come on. <laughs> well, now I'm just like, I just... I'm so insecure now. I mean, before I used to feel like really secure with myself. But, okay, but but maybe there's maybe the kind of security you had before was unrealistic also, and not built on a real clear sense of yourself and who you are in relationships. And no. that may be an opportunity to learn more about yourself and be healthier and not just superficially preoccupied or superficially secure with how you look. Yes, because the looks fade anyway, don't they? Yeah. Okay. You hope so. Not according to uh, Dr. Marcel. What? <laughs> He's going to maintain everyone for life? Yes. Deanna. Um, my problem is my boyfriend has cheated on me, and I don't know if I should break up with him or not. No, absolutely not. I'm doing reverse psychology here, Drew. Why would you dream of breaking up with him? I don't know. <laughs> wow. What did he do? So he had sex with a couple of strangers. No. I mean, it was a friend of yours. Best friend. <laughs> so, best, best friend? I on a girl and everything, and I caught him in the act. You caught him in the act? Yeah. Of kissing? Yeah. Mm hmm. So what'd he say? He just said he was sorry, but I don't, I mean, I know he's really sorry, so I don't know if I should believe him or not. Is this the first time? Um, yeah. This is the first time you caught him? Yeah. How, how long have you guys been together? For like three years. Have you been suspicious about him otherwise? Um, not really. Has the relationship been going okay lately? Um, yeah, a little bit. Let me give you my take a on getting, getting caught cheating uh, red handed. It's a lot like roaches. If you see one roach crawling around your uh, counter when you flip on the uh, kitchen light in the middle of the night, probably another hundred somewhere in there. That's not just the one. Don't bother naming that one. There's plenty more where that came from. I, agree. I bet he's done other things. I agree. I think you caught him doing this one time. You guys have been together since you were 14. How old is he? He's um, 18. Since he was 15. I mean, this is sort of natural history for a relationship in this age. It's just not necessarily going to last a lifetime. In fact, we hope no, it doesn't. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, uh, listen, let me give me. you a worst-case scenario. You forgive him, everything goes well, and you get married in nine months. And have two kids. And have two yeah. kids. Then he cheats again. Then you're divorced with two kids at 18 and a half. Yeah. Greg. Yeah, how you, you guys doing? You're 23. Yeah, I have a question for Dr. Drew, actually. Greg. Uh, it's about vasectomies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm a little young. I don't know if, if there's an age limit. And 
I've heard that they are reversible. Sometimes. Okay, now what... My understanding is that there's no totally reversible vasectomy. In other words, you're risking permanent infertility. All right, but what about the old storage of sperm? Uh, well, I have a low sperm count, Yeah. and I can't wear condoms simply because the elastic ring cuts off the circulation because I have, I don't know what the medical term, but the veins in my penis are clo really close to the skin, to the surface, oh, and man. the elastic ring cuts off the circulation. And what happens? That must look impressive. It kills it, basically. It kills I can't it. Maintain an erection with any condom that, that I've tried. So the arteries, yeah, close to the surface. It cuts off the circulation, mm. and it literally it almost numbs it. it That's good. It. It, did a doctor evaluate that for you? Yeah, Greg, this is something you're making up. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Any condom that I wear, it. it yeah, lots of people. Blood flow. Uh, you know, you know how they in, enhance because there's no way you're going to keep blood out. The whole idea is to get blood in, keep blood in. So by putting a elastic ring on the face, you actually increase your No, there's a whole, no, 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 the urologists actually have a whole system, a thing that sort of helps stimulate it and then that this thing snaps around the base yeah it's like you got a cul-de-sac and you're uh, herding a bunch of buffalo in and then right. you get them in and then you rope it off exactly exactly well the main question i want to find really? out is yeah. if i do have a vasectomy greg you're, is it forget is the it, vasectomy forget it is it 100 percent that no if you have one is it 100 percent that you can a woman still get pregnant if you have a vasectomy possibly it's, <laughs> it's not foolproof it's not foolproof. No, but it's 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 better not having one. I mean, it's pretty good, it's isn't pretty it? Good. I, I know. I, I Mike, referred a patient for a vasectomy. Mike had a vasectomy about two years ago, and I know he hasn't been laid in a couple of years, Mike. But theoretically, doesn't it seem like you wouldn't be able to get someone pregnant? <laughs> well, I, I've referred a patient, one patient for vasectomy, and let him try it out on you, please. He had two. How about orally? He had two no. zero sperm counts, and they didn't do the third one, and he got away pregnant. All right. Hey, so. Greg. Yeah. What's up with you? Yeah, what do you mean? Something's up with yeah, you. You're way. You got all kinds of theories about yeah, your you're, penis. Your thinking is way out here. Very elaborate penis plan. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just. Uh, Greg, Greg, stay off what? that for a second. What? What's up with you? What do you mean? How, do you have? Have you had a girlfriend? Yeah, I just recently broke up with one. Mm-hmm. And you guys were using condoms. No, well, I didn't want her. No. What do you do for? Well, he has that very unusual penis condition, bro. Right. I can't. I mean, I don't understand why I can't use them. Maybe I should get it checked out because mm. every time I use one, I mean, I'm fine uh, putting it on. But once I put it on the ring, it just seems to. Did you have difficulty maintaining erections? In? Yeah, it numbs it and it, it causes when you didn't have. What? Greg, listen oh, carefully. What do you do for it? a living, Greg? I, actually, I work at uh, Bush Gardens, Tampa. Okay. Amusement park. So. Right. What do you do there? I work at a uh, Photoshop. I'm okay. a supervisor. Okay. Greg, when you don't use the condoms, do you have difficulty maintaining an erection? No, it's never a problem. Never a problem. Not when, but when I try to use a condom, it desensitizes and it causes it, it gives it a numbing. Uh, we understand. Right. right. Because you have that uh, um, um, rare, rare disorder. surface veneopathy. <laughs> It's well, a very rare. Well, it's only uh, oh, for that was. No, only, Frank, you don't forget the fact that you only have one in every two thousand white men is afflicted yeah. with disease. It's a bodybuilder's penis, is what they call it in the uh, in, you know in the trades. It's a, it's a very defined, very veiny penis, uh, right, Greg? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess. Okay, Greg. Hey, Greg, do they get about that theory? Okay, they still got that eagle running around there as a mascot over Bush Gardens. What's that? 
The eagle? The friendly eagle? The Anheuser-Busch eagle? I guess, yeah. Okay, that eagle. The yeah. Anheuser-Busch, the, yeah. The no, well, the Philadelphia eagle. That mascot. They still got that running around there? Yeah. Okay. All right, we got the world's dumbest listeners. They still got the eagle around there? Huh? The eagle, the friendly eagle? What's that? The, uh, oh, uh, the Anheuser-Busch eagle? Uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> Remember the part about you working at Bush Gardens? Oh, boy. It's funny, he started telling us about his penis, and we thought for a minute, hey, there's something going on, oh, something I never heard of. We never heard of that. No. Veins are too close to the surface of the, of the penis, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Men spend an, an incredible amount of time thinking about their genitals. It's great how a guy comes up with his own diagnosis, though. Hey, look at that vein. That's looking unusually close to the surface of the penis. That must be the problem. Yeah, that's it. Well, I see. Okay. There's something weird about Greg. Something's up. God knows what he's taking pictures of in that Photoshop uh, after closing, too. Probably one big uh, one one big photo I'm filled with uh, Greg's fame. <laughs> All right, Bow Wow Wow is going to uh, come in here, and uh, I'm going to urinate, and then we'll be back. Phone number for Loveline one eight hundred L O V E one nine one fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, Bow Wow Wow is here. Annabella and Lee from uh, Bow Wow Wow here, two of the uh, original Let me members. Work on that while you you going to try to get that open? Yeah. No, it is open. Here's what I want to say about this group. I This group was played on the mother station out here in Los Angeles, KROQ. This is a station that I listened to since its beginnings, probably in the very late 70s. And Drew has been on K-Rock for how many years, Drew? Since 83. People are amazed by that. Yeah. A, a lot of, see, the show's syndicated, and it's been in certain places for six months. It's been in other places for two years. The TV show's been on about a year. But people assume that Drew's been on for, you know, a year and a half, something like that. They um, wince when they realize that he has been on okay. since the uh, Johnson administration. <laughs> But in 1982, I graduated from uh, the fabulous uh, learning academy known as North Hollywood High, where I was a ceramics major. But the point is, is I grew up and I was listening to uh, Bow Wow Wow, and I wonder, and you guys can tell me, how much airplay your music was getting nationally. I know, like, I Want Candy probably got a lot but a lot of the other songs i see on this best of cd when there wasn't a lot of these types of stations k-rock type stations around the country now alternative is is fairly hip it's no longer alternative even no it's mainstream alternative <laughs> they call it. but but the point is is 50 we're talking about 15 years ago yeah. so were you guys i'm sure you're big in los angeles and in 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 England. That's what they all say. Yeah. But did you did you tour around? Were you playing Iowa? Yeah, we did. We played Iowa City once, and it caught fire. I remember it. In, <laughs> in like in 1982. Yeah, around that time. Now, what's the, were they college stations that were playing a lot of uh, Bow Wow Wow back yeah. then? Yeah, college stations, and there were odd cities. There was one in Boston mm -hmm. and Atlanta that would play our stuff, alternative. Right. So you know, we did have pockets of the places that will play our stuff and now uh after about 15 years because you guys broke up in 83 right yeah see it was such a short run it was started in 80 yeah 1980 to 83 that's right uh, annabelle how old were you when this thing started 
joined the band when I was 14. Oh, my God. What happened? How did that happen? I really couldn't tell you. I had an audition, and... Uh, I think you mean, how did your parents allow it? My mum was um, very worried because uh, she, all she heard was the name Sex. And uh, all she kept saying was, Sex what? And the, the guy that was managing the band was a guy called Malcolm McLaren. Right. He used to manage a group called the Sex Pistols. Great. So you can imagine what the reaction That's was. That's nice like. credentials when you come over to pick up the... Uh, for, hey, didn't the guy who uh, managed the Sex Pistols is here, honey? <laughs> he wants the 14-year-old. He wants to know, uh, by the way, he wants to talk to Mom. You having any other kids? Because <laughs> I may be starting a new band about 12, 13 years. <laughs> wow. All right, so he... he now, what did your mom... Your mom's reaction was not good to this. Oh, no, she just kept saying, Sex what? Sex what? What are you doing? Sex what? And you were you were uh, a bit of a nymphette. I mean, I remember the what videos and uh, the pictures. Yeah, you had like the mohawk what hairdo. A it's a female nymph. <laughs> oh well, that's okay. That's a young nymph. Short ass, so that's okay. Well, look at you. You're naked here in the the picture. You got a She's you got a older there. You got a mohawk. Now, I was 15 in that picture, and it was from uh, a very famous painting by a very famous painter. Do you, do you know of a lot of artwork? Oh, certainly. Monet, Manet. Sure. His Gauguin, days at uh, Giverny were uh, amazing. That was from a Manet painting. Yeah. Um, we were just trying to do something that was colorful and slightly different. Wow. It's like that uh, thing they have, uh, recreating the classics or whatever. They do it out in uh, like Huntington Beach. Gonna, I get a bunch of idiots to dress up. We're doing a festival of the arts. Yeah, that's a great gig, isn't it? You'll be wearing this pirate outfit for about seven hours out in the sun. Don't move. Sounds fun to me. Alright, so, alright, this is art, but still you're 15 and naked. Mm, wow, I'm pretty naked. She'd love to go naked. Wow, you really look like a woman there, though, at 15. Oh, really? Yeah, I gotta it's say that. hiding. Mm, it looks good. Now, this guy gets to see you naked, right? The guy sitting in front of you? Um, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, he's dead now. Oh, okay. So now I'm going to hell. Him. Oh, he was the guy who had the uh, diabetes? That's right. Yeah. No. Now, he was the original guitarist, right? Yeah. Now, how long ago did he pass away? About two years ago. Now, who else in the band is... Uh, you got you and you got Lee, and who else is there or isn't there? Now or then? Well... You guys are the two originals. Mm -hmm. And is there anyone else from the original crew who's making the current tour? Not on this tour. No. And uh, one of them has passed away. Yeah. So that'd be hard to um, get him out there. But what about the guy in the rowboat here? Or is that Lee? That's Wait, Lee. Lee. Sorry, Lee. <laughs> what about this guy here? He's the, guy He's the one that's dead. Well, this guy's dead. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, then what about this guy? He's the drummer. Where is he? Uh, he's married with, I think, three or four kids. No, he's not going out on the road again. Uh, not very much. All right. I'll I tell you what we should do. There's so many of these songs that I want to hear, and I, and I, you know, like on one hand, I want to play I Want Candy just so everyone knows, so everyone can go, oh, yeah. But on the other hand, uh, there's a lot of songs I like more than that song. That well, why don't we play that one and then play one every break? All right. Well, we can't. It's not a musical show. Why don't we play like 30 seconds of I Want Candy, and then we'll play a song that I want to hear. Uh-oh, Mike's pissed. Why do you play That means extra work for uh, money. It's much more interesting. Uh, number seven. Go seven first. And yes? Leave the mics on here, though. Yeah, go ahead and play that. Leave the mics on. All right, now, what year is this? Is this 80? 82. 82. Yeah. And this is when it really starts breaking, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, this is the big one. Yeah. It's mainly due to MTV. Really? Oh, they're playing. Was yeah. there an MTV in 82? <laughs> yeah. Well, they were the ones that really pushed it. It was more MTV than radio. Now, this is the video where you guys are out on the beach, is it, right? Is That's that right. that one? Yeah. On this beach. And you're running around with a mohawk. How old are you during this now? I was uh, 15 then. Oh. I knew a guy who's tough. 
You know, I was thinking you're an 18, so now I feel badly about the things that I did to the video. Oh, to work that out in therapy. All right, so everyone remembers this one, right? All right, so Mike. All right, now you know Bow Wow Wow, but let's just hear, um, see, like, uh, like, what was the one we want to hear? We want to hear Work. Work. Is that the one you like? Aphrodisiac. You want to hear Aphrodisiac? Yeah. All right, you want to hear that now? Yeah. All right, then we'll hear Work later. All right, Mike, uh, number 19. Can you get it? Everyone should lie on the couch with their love. And listen to this one. would be uh, Bow Wow Wow, circa 1982. Oh, my God. Man, are we old. Ancient. Uh, Annabelle started a group. Uh, well, actually, her the first, the demo 
tape was recorded by uh, them putting a microphone in her mother's vagina while she was pregnant <laughs> with Annabella, and she cut the first track before she even came out in, into the real that? world. We were just talking. We were talking to your record wranglers. You'd definitely be my mom's type, I tell you now. I would? Yeah. Because I'm a sweet talker. Of course. <laughs> talking about putting a microphone in her vagina. Uh, we were talking during... Uh, she would have a meal with you. <laughs> Feel that. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She likes men. Plenty of gravy to go around. See, my mom. See, I'm... 70. Is she 70? Mm. She, when she had you, she was six. And she's a Gemini as well. Uh, she was 50 when she had you or so? Or 50, 45? Wait a minute, she's please <laughs> true. She's seventy eight. Get the abacus out. I'm Annabella's yeah, age. Seventeen, twenty three. Okay, all right. She's seventeen now. Wow. So she was like in her late forties or, or I don't know what the hell she was, but when it came time for did she have a bunch of other daughters? No, I'm the only girl. What's your nationality? Unfortunately I'm half Burmese. Born in Burma. Oh, that's a good place. Where's, where's that bird? It's, it's like Indian, forest, right? Next to Thailand. And yeah, India you guys make China. a lot of tea, right? <laughs> I know that. We have a lot of gold, though. Oh, golden tea. Uh -huh. Yeah, golden tea. And uh, in, so you're half Burmese and half what? Half English. Mm-hmm. So, so is your mom the Burmese one? No, she's the English one. Hmm. So your dad uh, came from uh, Burma to England and um, uh, knocked your mom up. That sounds about right. Did you know your dad? Yeah. Was he around when, when you... Uh, He's in the you... Navy. He traveled a lot. Uh, the Burmese Navy. No, the English Navy. No, the Burmese don't have a Navy. All they got is those wicker boats. They push, uh, push it over so with a, a stick. So he was a British national. Burmese ethnic. All right. But your mom is pretty good looking, huh? Uh, she's got beautiful green eyes. Well, in her prime, I mean, you know, not now. She but still looks great now. I'm, I know you have to say that, but I mean, seriously. <laughs> she's 70 years old, for Christ's sake. She still looks great. She's uh, about 50. Okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for 15 though. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is she was quite a quite a piece of ass back in the day when your dad got off the boat. She uh, was a nurse looking after people and oh, them well. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what's up with dad? She was a nurse. I don't have a clear idea who dad is and what. Oh, my dad was in the navy, and he met my mother when she he went to visit a friend in hospital who was dying or something, and she fell in love with her at first sight. Apparently. Did he raise you? Uh, no, my mom did. Where was he? In Burma. He just took off. I come from a dysfunctional family. Just... My parents split up when I was very young. Oh, of course. How else do you let your kids start a band when they're 14? Come on. But at least they went out and made some money. You made some money, right? Nope. No. Oh. Are you kidding me? Oh. Malcolm McLaren was managing it. No, exactly. that bastard. Oh, so you had all these hits. And uh, now why did you break up? Uh, because what? basically the guitar player had a few problems. And uh, he fell off stage one day because of uh, diabetes and he's at night. And, and they kicked me out. He well, they kicked you out? <laughs> yeah. And he split the band up. Why, you're too old, the 17? Obviously. I think they just got tired of my voice, actually. Well, they kicked me out as well, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, who's they, by the way? Who oh, kicked the you out of the band? <laughs> a lot of egos are flying around. We didn't have very good management or a very good record label. A dysfunctional so, family yeah. recreated. Dysfunctional bands recreated. Yeah, how did you know? It's my karma, obviously. So, so you weren't able to bankroll any money? Uh, at 17, I had nothing. Really? Started all over again, and I was with the same label. Imagine having to start over again at seventeen, free any, Burma. Any, any appropriate word? I know. It really, this seems like the kind of show you could use the F word on, and I take it as a compliment that a lot of the guests and/or listeners become so relaxed and so indulge, indulgent in the the show and themselves that they just start throwing around the F word. 
And it seems like I'm talking about put a uh, microphone in your m mom's vagina. It's more <laughs> offensive. You could use the yeah. F word. You yeah. really do. Exactly. There's really, that is really much more offensive than using the F word. Yes, but, it is, uh, Adam. Thank you. Really? I think so, yeah. Okay. All right, we got to go to break. Um, we'll come back. We'll uh, find out a few more things because uh, this is a... Um, I, I want to know I... what life on the road was like at 14 and a half. True, you have your own thoughts. I know. No, I'm just... Drew's got just... kids of his own. Oh. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Okay. All right. So, go to break. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk about a while. They got, uh, they've reformed, and they got some new dates coming up. They're touring, and uh, we'll do all that after this. Hey, it's Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4555. Bow Wow Wow is here. At least uh, two of Bow Wow Wow is here. That'd be Annabella and uh, Lee. And um, I'll give you some dates uh, where they're going to be coming up because uh, they've been. Well, you guys, have, you're well into your sort of uh, reunion tour, right? Yeah. I don't know if you can call it reunion. We were just doing a barking mad fun tour. Barking mad fun? Well, can't argue with that kind of logic. <laughs> your mom didn't have any trouble letting you out of the house now, did she? <laughs> Now, what did, uh, do you have to get, because uh, we're talking about it on that, uh, I, I don't know of a group that had a female singer that was 13, 14, or 14 15 years old uh, when they, you guys embarked on a world tour, right? Mm -hmm. And you were 15? 14. Do you have to get some sort of work release or, or something? Or go with you or something? No. Or some defined concern. I ran yeah. away from home, so. Yeah, but you were not an emancipated minor, were you? <clears throat> emancipated minor. It's a legal status. Well, my mother um, and I uh, sort of fell out after I posed nude on the album cover, as you can imagine. So I had to leave home, and uh, I did it like a tour in England, and uh, was kind of chaperoned by my younger brother at the time. Your younger brother? Yeah. Twelve. So you're like brother. a 12-year-old chaperoning you? No, my youngest brother is like, uh, he's 34 now. Mm. Yeah, but he wasn't 34 then. Yeah, I know no, he's he not. he wasn't, no. No, but that's what we're saying. You were 14. Mm. He was 19? Mm-hmm. He so was over the age. He wasn't the little brother. So he was the youngest 15. brother. The youngest oh, brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say your younger yeah. brother's older than you. Going back some. Yeah. Right. So, um... You're out in, in a, I'm just saying, in order to legally get paid and that kind of stuff, doesn't there have to be some kind of provisions yeah, we made? Have to, we have to go to court and all that stuff. Ah, and right. We have that's to get a proper chaperone. That's right. We got a teacher. Okay. Oh, right. Road you road got road. a teacher. We, yeah. We, yeah, we did all that stuff. Oh. Did you learn anything from uh, the tutor that went on the road with you? I learned more from touring about life than anything. I oh. could imagine. I mean, what else? Very quickly. Yeah, because you would have just been stuck in uh, dreary old England uh, in some Working classroom. Working at dry cleaners. Working at dry cleaners and doing radio. doing a little homework. Servicing people. Right. With their clothing. Right. Instead, you're uh, out. Oh, my God. And did you ever have any troubles with uh, any of the clubs or anything? Mm. Yeah, we did. Sometimes, you know, with mm. drinking ages and that sort of stuff. Right. But we got around it. Well, how old were you, Lee? I was 19 when I started. So you're like the elder statesman. You're what they yeah. call you, Grandpa? Yeah. Pops. Same age as the chaperones. Hey, Pops. Go, hey. go buy us some beer. 
Oh, my God. What is the drinking age in uh, England, or do 18. they have one? 18. 18? Lisa. Yeah. Have they always had one, or is it uh, yeah. relatively new? No, they've always it's been eight, Always been 18? Where did you get that paper? Lisa. Lisa. Hello. Hi. Hi. Well, you're 22. Uh-huh. What's going on over there? Well, I'm married. Mm-hmm. And I just recently, I have a best friend who's been bisexual for a while, and I just recently started having an affair with her. Mm -hmm. And nice. I'm kind of worried because I don't want my husband to find out, but maybe I should leave him because I feel very bad about, you know, doing this to him now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not in love with her or anything like that. I mean, it's just basically a sexual thing, and I do love my husband, but sure. it is considered cheating. So, How many kids do you have? I don't have any. Oh, thank God. Nice. And uh, why did you get married uh, so young? Um, we had been together since I was 15, and it was just maybe a next step. <laughs> No real reason. I see. The step before divorce. A mistake. <laughs> a mistake, basically, right? How old were you when you got married? 18. Okay, so you've been married for four years. Mm -hmm. And uh, how's he doing? Is he treating you right? Yeah. He's, so, he's a good guy. He works out of town all week long and, you know, supports me and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I go to school. There's nothing really wrong with our relationship. It's just mm -hmm. me now. <laughs> uh, well, it doesn't sound like much of a relationship, Lisa. No, it's not. He's out of town all week long. Okay. So there is something wrong with the relationship. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're glibly stating there's nothing wrong with the relationship while the relationship basically doesn't exist. True. That's true. Okay. So well, you've you've uh, sought comfort in the arms of another woman. Yes. Either he needs to recommit to the relationship and find a way to change your life situation that he can actually have a relationship with you. Well, or how, how do I do that with or, or talk to him about it without blatantly coming out and saying, you know, I've been having this... Uh, I don't love you anymore. There's a problem. There's a big problem in our relationship. We don't have one. Don't you think Lisa's kind of wanting out, though, by doing this and saying that yeah, shouldn't she's I just get a divorce? Yeah, she's casually saying, I guess I should just leave him since I'm technically cheating. I mean, that's an awfully... Uh... You're kind of done with this relationship, aren't you, Lisa? Well, I would figure so, since I'm, I'm already... Lisa, no, don't, please don't... Uh, let's, let's not speculate. Yeah. You go ahead and tell, tell us. us what you're feeling. Now, if Drew and I were having a conversation about you or me and Annabelle were having a conversation, you weren't in the room, we then could we speculate. could speculate. But yeah. since we're talking to you, we can get the answer straight from the horse's mouth, right? Yes, that's true. You've been with the guy for seven years. Mm -hmm. you, were never, you were a little apprehensive about getting married in the first place, and you're looking to uh, experience others. Yes, that's true. Okay, you don't have any kids. No, luckily. Maybe this is a reason why you don't have any kids? Um, I, I just haven't got pregnant, so... Have you been having unprotected sex? Yes. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I knew it wasn't any kind of deliberate attempt at uh, any sort of uh, uh, responsibility. Right. right. <laughs> All right, so why don't you get divorced, Lisa? Either end it or or recommit. But so he's he's the one that's got to make the change. Do you think that this my relationship with the person that I'm having with now, my best friend? Do you think that would work out, or do you think I should just? No, I don't know. I, no. I think things may look entirely different to you when you're out of this marriage. Well, you want to you want to just become a full fledged lesbian? Um, maybe not. I mean, I, I do enjoy men, but I also enjoy her. Lisa, wow, oh boy. Wow. And what do they call lesbians in England? Do they got a cool name? Dykes. Dykes. Oh, Dykes? Dykes. That's it? I think you guys stole that one from us. How do you feel about this, this lady that's in your life now? Um, we've been best friends for about five years, and she's really more stable, as in I can tell her anything I want, and she understands, whereas in my husband doesn't. So it's emotional? Yeah. So how does she feel about you? Um, 
She says she loves me, so. Mm -hmm. you know, we can I all love each other, but it's like huh? we can all love each other, but there are different types of love. Yeah, I don't know if she, you know, is in love with me. Love or she loves me, but that's love. Or well, love I, I don't give it much of a chance because her friend is bisexual. And when you announce you're bisexual, basically what you're saying to whatever partner you're with, be it male or female, eventually I'm going to need a little penis or I'm going to need a little uh, vagina. Mm -hmm. Or a little clitoris or penis. Whatever it is I'm, I'm getting from you, I'm going to need something that you don't have somewhere down the road. So yeah, it's an emotional fulfillment thing, really, more than anything. Right. The sound of it. Correct. And the, the reason for her lack of uh, fulfillment is this crappy relationship, and that relationship either needs to be healed or ended. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, and, and I think it sounds to me like she's just so happy to have someone pay attention to her and uh, love her yeah, a little she bit. She's so detached. Oof. She doesn't love him anymore. She's no. to speculate, to talk about herself in the third person. Well, yeah. Uh, Lisa might feel this way. She's like an athlete. <laughs> You should definitely tell your husband how you feel. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Tyson. Yes. You're 19. Real quick, Tyson. All right. Well, uh, every night, it seems like before I can even attempt to fall asleep, uh, I have to masturbate. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, is this a normal thing that I do? Listen, I'm the same way, and I nap once or twice a day, so you do the math. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's something that I don't really want to do anymore, but uh, it just... It's a habit. I, I get it over with just so I can go to sleep. Right. Are you, are you, do you disgust yourself? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Adam, you telling us something? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it said 99% of... Was it 99% of men... Was it 100% of men masturbate and 99% are liars or something like that? No, I think it was about 90% of men masturbate and 10% are liars. Yeah. Or uh, There's some sort of mathematical equation. But, uh, but Tyson, Tyson is, doesn't want to do Tyson it. Tyson compulsively does it every night. And uh, he doesn't want to, but he does. And it's part of his uh, sleeping ritual. One, once a day? Uh, yeah. Do you have a relationship? I do. And in spite of that, you're still doing that? Yeah. I, it's and just, it's a he or a she? Yeah, it's a, a she. And can't she be incorporated into this in any way? Uh, how do you mean? Well, you can think of her while you're masturbating. I mean, does it have to be masturbation? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. How, I don't think he gets your drift. <laughs> she can't come over and give you a little hand action or something, Tyson? Oh, well, sure she could. Right. But she's not there all the time. No, I mean... I understand. She, she's got her own life. But, uh, here, I look. think I get the sense he masturbates. He has to do it alone. Well, right? That's yeah. Kind of the point there. Yeah, though. but that's kind of weird. Yeah, but wait a minute. The guy is 19 years old. He uh, he uh, has himself before he goes to bed at night. Wouldn't you say that most 19-year-olds are involved with this ritual? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is not excessive, Tyson. All right. So just sort of go with it. Don't okay. fight yourself. I'll just do it then. When you're ready to slow down, you slow down. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Have For me... I figured I would slow down with it as I got older, and uh, I also mistakenly thought uh, I would think farting wasn't funny <laughs> at a certain age, too. And so far, nothing, neither one has come to yeah. fruition. I'm 33. I still laugh like a maniac when somebody farts, and uh, I still have myself before I go to bed. So eventually, something's going to slow me down. And I'm guessing they'll both stop about the same time, because I think it's the, yeah, same, the same emotional flaw. All right. <laughs> Drew commenting from the back of the room. All right, we're going to go to break, and we'll be back with more Bow Wow Wow. Hello, this is Squiggy from Lenny, and when I need some love advice, I listen to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh, yes. Lenny from Squiggy. 
Bow Wow Wow is here. Annabelle and Lee are both here. I'm going to give you some dates uh, because uh, they're back. And uh, well, we'll talk all about it in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. Show is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That be Dr. Drew. Phone number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four four five. Bow Wow Wow is our uh, guest tonight. Bow Wow Wow is a group that was pretty much at the forefront of what you would call the punk slash new wave. To me, they're always a little... Uh, punk was always a little bit angry and the words didn't rhyme and the guys couldn't sing so well. Uh, but uh, Bow Wow Wow was a little more what I would think of as sort of a new wave with a little bit of a... like a little novel flair. Like we're talking about the B-52s or, and maybe in later years more like They Might Be Giants or, or something like that. There's a few other bands that uh, escape me right now. But they were definitely one of the first ones uh, on the scene and uh, Drew used to hear them 1981? Yeah. 1982? Amazing. Oh, my God. And uh, Annabelle was only 14 when she started the band, so here she is. Still looks good. Thank you. I mean, we were in... Uh, plus, she's uh, Burmese, and they don't age those people. <laughs> it's all that... It's all that uh, sun. It's all, yeah, it's all that uh, gold mining and, 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 and leaf tea picking and opium smoking that uh, keeps no them time. young. But we were we were talking, and this is a compliment I want to pay to Annabella, that uh, we were talking to your record folk before the show began, and we were saying that a lot of these bands, when they go out and they do their sort of reunion tour, or their, you know, hey, we haven't been doing anything for 10 years tour, we're going to get back and uh, do something tour, the women who were real sex symbols strutting their stuff at age 27, 28, 29... Now it's 15, 20 years later, and um, the uh, father time has not been good to them because they, they live life in the fast lane in the late 70s, the early 80s, and now they're out on stage, and they, they got like a, a walker and a colostomy bag out there. But Annabelle has figured a way all around this because she started when she was 13. So it's like how old, how many years could go by? I mean, uh, what could you be? What are you, 30 now? I'm 32. 32. And has that uh, that was carrot top, lady, by the way. Uh, I have my Zimmer frame in, in the backstage area. You what? But, uh, my Zimmer frame. And I'm the and, one with the uh, colostomy. <laughs> what is a Zimmer frame? It's something to help you walk. Oh, that's like I a walker? After yeah. I come off stage. Zimmer is like German for room, right? What I like mm. in England. Mm. Ah. Oh, that's the name of the company. Yeah. I see. The simple Somebody's name, Mr. Zimmer. Oh, I see. The simple truth is it's just not getting into drugs. Oh, really? Yeah. You never got into drugs? No. Oh, really? Yeah. You never got into drugs? No. Are you even out on the road at 14, 15 no. years old? No. No. People kept you away from that? No. It's a case in point for the gene. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Annabelle was a setup for a drug addict had she had the gene. You didn't have didn't. the gene. And My so drug she, and passion was music. Yeah. So. And so she did. She had you know, the other behaviors, but the addiction thing didn't take off, and so she could recover from that. They don't have any uh, junkies. No, I mean, in I mean that, that's a compliment. It's kind of a funny way to make a compliment. But. You mean people have an addiction gene? Oh, oh yes. absolutely. Yeah. Addiction was music. Yeah. Yeah. The gene is that you either have that potential or you don't. If she was like Comanche <laughs> Indian, she'd be dead right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Suck up a little too much fire water on her first uh, American tour. Well, no, it's true. Certain certain uh, ethnicities have certain uh, predispositions to certain substances. Yep. All right, there, Drew. That is true. Sounded very. It was very democratic the way I stated that, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. 
All right, but what about sex? When did you lose your virginity? Um, when I was 16. Really? Mm hmm You had to think about that already. No, I didn't. No, okay. I was deeply in love, and it was right. Oh, some guy on the road? Uh, kind of. No one in the band? No, absolutely mm. not. No, you guys stayed away from her? She's a little girl. A little That's tempting, right. though. I mean, you're 19. <laughs> All right, she was she was 15, but she was a she was a very uh, grown-up 15. Yeah, but she was like the girl in the band. Okay. Well, right. Lee was it's never like that, thank God. Lee not into that. No. Lee was never like that with me, but right. um, with Everyone me. Everyone else. <laughs> in the band, it was totally professional. It always has been and it always wow. will be. Yeah. And uh, I was in love with someone at 16, and I stayed with him for 10 years. Holy mackerel. So, um, it was like I lost my virginity to the guy that I was going to get married to. Because I've been engaged once, so. Yeah. So, yeah. wait a minute. You were engaged to the guy you yeah. lost your virginity to? Uh -huh. And you got married to him? No, I got engaged. You never got married? No. You were together for 10 years? Mm -hmm. What happened to him? Um, he's a photographer somewhere in England. No, so it just didn't work out. It didn't work out. Well, geez, out. so your 14-year-old, uh, the bad news is, is your 14-year-old's hitting the uh, gr hitting the road with a guy who was uh, produced the sex pistols, pretty much. But the good news is, she doesn't get into drugs and she doesn't get into sex. Yeah. Of course, the bad news is, she's naked on the record cover. <laughs> Very double-edged sword there, this whole uh, band. Uh, oh, let me announce the tour dates because uh, people are getting pissed off. <laughs> Thursday. That is. Uh, uh, we will. I, I want to plug the. I want to plug you guys for a second. Thursday. That would be the nineteenth. Uh, is that this Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Club Caprice, Redondo Beach. Sunday. That would be uh, this coming Sunday. The Coach House in Santa Barbara. That's a legendary, legendary place. Although I've never been there. You ever been to the Coach House, Drew? I thought it was in like down somewhere else. Santa Barbara. Yeah. Wait, yeah, the Coach House was in uh, San Luis Obispo or something. No, no, it was San Capistrano. San Luis Capistrano. That's right. All right, well, uh, this is the Coach House, new one in Santa Barbara, okay. where um, where the pigeons come back ah. <laughs> once a year. Uh, Tuesday, they will be, uh, Tuesday the 24th, that, that is, they'll you... be at Palookaville in uh, Santa Cruz, California. Hey, these are all good beach places you're going. If you want some love, come down, have some fun, it's healing. Now, are you guys <laughs> playing new stuff? Are you playing new and old, or what are you doing? A mixture. Mixture. We've got three new songs that we play, and we'll probably be doing some more. Jim, yeah, you're 27. Mm -hmm. You're on with Bow Wow Wow. Oh, cool. How you doing, Jim? Oh, uh, how's it going? Pretty good. So, well, what's your problem? Actually, I called once before about my wife having dreams about me having sex with the babysitter, even though the babysitter's a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Okay. Well, kind you of. guys told me that she was probably having thoughts about the babysitter. The babysitter. Hold on, I found another. Hold on a second. I found another date on the back of the paper. Let's <laughs> announce it. Oh, the hell, my Kreskin over here? You can't write over at the bottom of this thing. I just flipped it over to get it out of my way. Hey, uh, March uh, 27th, they'll be at uh, Ballard Firehouse. Did I say that right? Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. Right. Okay, now we can. So go we were speculating. Can we, get back to the uh, we, were, we were just speculating, and we, we were you were trying to figure out what it meant, and we were just uh, yeah, sort of well, putting a spin I, on. Yeah, I, I told her what you guys had said, and she like thought about it for a second, and she said, "Oh, okay." And now it seems like the babysitters here a lot more often. Mm -hmm. uh -oh. Okay, so we were right. So your wife's indirectly. Trying to get to the babysitter for you. We're fantasizing about the babysitter with you. Well, here's what here's what basically we said to Jim. I believe that 
when a woman or a man or whenever someone comes up to you and says, you know, I had this dream last night and Trent, we were getting it on. They're pretty much saying, can we get it on? <laughs> That's what they're saying. They're saying how you react. If you if you just go, oh, my God, and you just shiver and go, oh, and then you just, like, projectile vomit, <laughs> they're not going to come back again. But if you go, oh, how was I, or something like that, you know you're getting laid. That's a good idea. It's a good ploy, by the way. I'm going to try this. Yeah, but she was having dreams about me having it. Right. It was a little different. It, it, was, it was the way she was approaching Jim. I forget why I picked up on that. As the, Let me try it with Annabelle. Annabelle? You know, I knew you guys were coming in here last night. I was thinking about it. I was reading the bio last night. <laughs> and so when I went to bed, I kind of had Bow Wow Wow and you more specifically on my what? mind. You going to ask me if I want to have an affair with a babysitter? No, all I'm saying is, <laughs> is I went to bed and I was thinking about you right before I went to bed. Oh, really? Yeah, and I had a dream about you. And I dreamt uh, we, we made it in a big barrel of tea. <laughs> what do you think of that? That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, see, that's no. Yeah, that was that was. Yeah, I'm getting uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Must yeah. be the Burmese thing, huh? Yeah, when they yeah when they when they uh, when they do that, she that's could, interesting. She could be in politics. Yeah, she really could. Because I didn't feel totally rejected. Okay. I'm so sorry. We're not ignoring you. Carry on, please. We're listening. So, I mean, what do I do? I mean, I, as far as I know, was having a. a perfectly fine sex life so and you don't know that you're not right now i mean you just you know, have you talked to your wife about your concerns well i mean do you I communicate seen we we've talked but she, she says there's nothing going on all right then you got to take her at her word I it's mean, just you, a fantasy yeah i mean i i mean just because she even if the babysitter's around more it doesn't mean she's necessarily acting out on these feelings and we don't even know these feelings we're just speculating about the fact that she has these mm -hmm. feelings so. She's sort of heading a direction, but women uh, get a lot... I mean, listen, here's what I think. I think when, when men head a direction, they have a serious plan. Women sort of have a... Uh, they, 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 they're, they're content to let their fantasies be their fantasies a little more. That's why they read those sex books with no pictures. Right. They like to just dream about the, 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 right. the guy with the heaving chest on the pirate ship. But... I think she may just be pushing some of her fantasies, but I don't think she's necessarily hell-bent on acting on them. That and Jim is convinced that they have the perfect sex life, or a good sex life, and in fact, uh, it may just be a, a physically okay for him, but emotionally vacant for her. Think mm -hmm. about it. All right. Something to think it's about. It's emotional with women. They, they like. They have to feel before they can do. Oh, yes. There has to be some feeling. Which is exactly why she was saying that your dream was interesting. Right. You're right. I didn't get that. Although she asked me what my sign was when she came in. I thought she was coming on to me, but uh, you were just she curious, right? Don't let the babysitter. I would definitely confront her. Hello? Yeah. Are you still there? I put him, I put him on hold. He can hear you. What do you want him to do? Confront the babysitter or confront the wife? Definitely confront your wife. He had. Definitely he had. He had, and she said nothing's going on, so he had to take her to work. So it's just like it's a fantasy. And there you go. Keep your eyes open. Mara. We're at, think about the emotional elements in the relationship. Mara, what's going on? Hi. Hey. I kind of have this internet relationship or whatever. I'm um, this guy from New York. I'm in California, and I'm 17, and he's 25. And I haven't met him in person yet, but I have tickets to go see him at the end of June. Not by yourself, I hope. By myself. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Please. 
You have no idea what... This guy could be a criminal for all you know. You know why June? Because that's when he gets parole. Right. You have no idea who this They're going to do it in is. May, this but his parole, pure... parole board meeting doesn't come up until uh, June 1st. Fantasy. Have you spoken to him on the phone at least? Oh, a lot. I mean, we've talked a lot. Um... Listen, this is... Uh, is your is, is this okay with your folks? Well, my dad doesn't know, but my mom helped me get the ticket. Oh, really? Uh, this is more irresponsible than Annabella's mom uh, yeah, sending her on the road with a band <laughs> with the sex rebel. pistols. They're going to open for the sex pistols. <laughs> Well, um, it's like... Your mom helped you get tickets at 17 to go see a 25-year-old guy from New York. And let me tell you, when you're from New York and you're 25, it's really like 45 from any other state in the union. <laughs> it really is. But I don't, it's just we have everything in common. No, like, no you don't. You ha your fantasy is that you have everything in common. You ha don't have any idea who he is. Well, let's hear her out. What do you have in common? Well, we're both vegans. We're both into body piercing. We're both atheists. We're both... Oh, I mean, boy. Oh, boy. This is going to be some ugly sex. <laughs> A couple of scraggly vegan folks with no. the nipple rings getting hooked on the penis rings and uh, body piercings. He is. Yeah, but now I understand why mom was helping her get the tickets. Yeah, mom wants you to hell out the house. No, no. I've, I've oh, mom's out. weird. I've already moved out. I no. mean, my parents live in Montana. Mom's a screwball. Yeah. What mom do to you? But what do you mean? What dad do to you? My dad's a jerk. He okay, what, do, what, picture, what, but, what mean, did he do to you? He... Physically abusive, that sort of thing? Well, when I was young, but I mean, it, it was. Uh, excuse me. Uh, wait, hey, stop right there. By the way, that's where the bulk of the physical abuse takes place. And that's okay. when it counts. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, he. Yeah, was, now you kick your dad's ass. He comes up to you. That's no, right. it, it wasn't like he'd ever beat me, but I was kicked and stuff like that. I, I, I would never, call that a beating. I don't think there's right. I don't know. I never. So he never beat you in like a sort of mafia way. No. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't work and, you over. And but the, he bought me a car and sent me out to California to live. So, I mean, it's not like I had it that bad. Oh, please. What do you feel about going to meet this guy? Do you feel? Well, I, I don't know. We just get. I don't get along with people. I've never had a relationship before. And me and him, everything. It's we finished each other's sentences and. Mm. And he, we've always talked about our age and the difference and stuff, but, I mean, we, how we feel about animals and stuff, everything's the same. Mm -hmm. On the Internet. We, well, we talk on, we talk on, we don't talk on the Internet anymore because the Internet's stupid. We, did, we talk on the phone. Oh. Right. What's this guy do? He, um, he sells auto parts at a um, factory or some kind of store in New York. Like mm -hmm. a vegan auto parts. Vegan auto parts. Yeah. We don't sell uh, sheepskin uh, seat covers here, man. He reminds me of you, Adam. Oh, no. Now you've really put a nail in that coffin. Oh, please. He's cool. All right. But you're not you're not painting the picture of a very healthy relationship. I understand that you guys have a lot in common, and it may be okay, but just our concern is that these relationships are built on a lot of thin air. And you yeah. fill in the gaps yourself with your own fantasies. And just be very careful going to meet this person. Have, have some sort of chaperone, some sort of separateness about how you conduct yourself. Where you, where you live and stay and transport yourself. Yeah, don't be dependent I, on this guy when you go out there because you really don't know. You really don't know who he is. Yeah. And what I would ask is, can he not come over and see you? Where, yeah, where you on your own? He's already planning to come out in well, September. Because in your own environment with all your friends. That would be better, I would hope, Mara. Well, I mean, I already have the tickets. Uh, all right. All right, Mara, here's the deal. Okay. Since um, 
I'm a lot like the vegan guy. <laughs> you are, no, I'm... All right, but here, here's the deal, quite honestly. Okay. I, I don't really care if you see the vegan guy or not. But you got the piercings, you got the veganism, you got the tattoos, your dad's a little abusive, your mom's a little wacky. There's, you have trouble communicating with others and trusting people because of some crap your dad did a million years ago. And you're going to try to escape it by going to New York and hooking up with a guy who works at uh, Pep Boys. This, uh, this is going to be a band-aid, but this is not going to cure your ills. You understand? There's some work you got to do. There's some stuff you got to get through so you can have a good life. You, you know what I mean? So go there, uh, have fun, learn learn about life. But when you come back, get in a little therapy, work out a few problems. Be as good to yourself as you are to the animals. <laughs> I am. That's my motto for all vegans. All right. Uh, I'm just looking at his friendship. Yeah. I don't know. Believe me, this guy's going to be 47 years old, fat trucker. He's going to be eating a uh, big beef dip sandwich right when she walks in the room and wearing a pair of uh, uh, those uh, Nazi stormtrooper leather boots <laughs> up to his eh, up to his hips, and he's going to laugh maniacally. All right, uh, Ann, what song do you want to hear? I say we either hear uh, Work or uh, Baby Oh No. What do you think? Baby Oh No? Okay. Uh, well, here we go.
Taking me uh, back to, uh, let's see, year out of high What year is that, 82 there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Senior in high school. You remember what month? I'll tell you what I was, uh, who I was masturbating to. That was, we recorded that. You mean it wasn't me? <laughs> I think I sprinkled you in, but I, you know, I thought you were 18. Uh, you, know, you can't blame me for it that. It was me. <laughs> Do you remember uh, when that, uh, what month, uh, what record that was on and when it, when it came out? When it came out, I think it was uh, like the third, like the fall of '82. Fall of '82. Uh, so I'd already graduated and had begun a lucrative career in carpet cleaning, putting that ceramics uh, degree to uh, some good use by cleaning um, uh, burger joints at uh, four in the morning with a uh, carpet one. All right. And uh, I don't I didn't want to know what I was doing at 15 when uh, Annabelle was out on the road. Bow Wow Wow is here, and so is we, and we will be back with more show after this. Hi, it's Rick Ocasek, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. I swear to God, that guy was Rick Ocasek for 15 years. I would have been pissed if I'd say was there when it was mispronouncing my name. Bow Wow Wow is here. Annabella and uh, Lee. Lee was in uh, Adam and the Ants for 10 minutes before he yeah. got yanked away from that to do Bow Wow Wow, right? That's right. We were the Ants at first. And, and then the, but the, uh, Adam and the Ants, or the Ants got, got popular right about the same time, right? That's right, because we kind of came up with that style of the, drum music the, and stuff. Yeah. And Mark McClellan came along and saw that. But he thought the actual musicians were better than Adam. And he took us away and we formed Bow Wow Wow. Adam still took the tapes and he did his version of it. Well, and... And he uh, made more money. Yeah. yeah. Good luck to <laughs> And, and um, I guess my question is, and I was thinking about it, is we've been talking all night about how Annabelle was just 14 years old when she got recruited into the band, but the question uh, popped into my head during the last break, which was, how do you get recruited at 14? Where do they where do they find you? We How do they know? For everyone, anyone, any race, sex, color, we didn't care. As long as we thought they were good. We auditioned about two hundred different people. Just had open on the ad in the newspaper. Yeah. We did all that stuff. We went around colleges and then we had a guy that was working for us. He just went into his dry cleaners one day and saw Annabella and heard us singing on well, the, where, where to the radio. Where are we are you just singing to the radio? Yeah. So she really was in the dry cleaning. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I knew. Didn't, she didn't make that up. What were you singing? Do you remember? You are the sunshine of my life. You are the sunshine of my life. Baby. But I mean, it was really funny because I was wearing my mum's pink t shirt. So I think basically I just thought. But he was in there to buy dope with this guy in there. He was a Jamaican guy drinking Newcastle brown ales and, and he was getting high on the steam. Hold on, Jamaican guy in there to buy Buying dope, Jamaican guy. So I think getting high on the steam? Yeah. <laughs> so were there hydrocarbons or something? Yeah. Oh, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. See, you guys need, we need to introduce so modernizing over, over in the UK. She was better off of us. Yeah. Put in the dry cleaners, health-wise, anyway. Now, did you say the guy who owned it or the guy who came in was the guy looking to score? Who was, who was the Jamaican well, guy? I been looking to score, but I mean, I did a very wise thing. I took a girlfriend along to the audition with me because I didn't know who he was from Adam. Right. Um, well, either me or the, the ants uh, or the biblical Adam. So you went along the audition. What did you do during the audition? 
I sang a couple of rock and roll numbers, and then I sang C30, and the guitar player, bless his soul, is now dead. He's, he sang it first, and he said, it goes like this, and he just went through it. And um, my girlfriend was there putting all sorts of funny faces, going, it's terrible, don't sing in this band. And it was after that, they, they rang me. Wow. So, it was uh, sort of like the Spice Girl. I got hooked. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was, uh, you had an audition, and it, and it kind of worked out. Now, was everyone sort of freaked out that, I mean... When you found yeah. out how old she was, did you go, Ugh. We didn't realize she was that young. And then you really liked her. I mean, yeah, you liked her look, she... you liked her sound, and then you found out she was 14. Yeah, but we'd seen a lot of people. Right. You know, and uh, a lot of them came from stage school, and they had that kind of hack, stage school black kind of vibe about them. And I right. didn't have that. She just grabbed the microphone and belted it out, and we just laughed. I, you know, I wonder, uh, I wonder, well, you guys might not even know, but I wonder if there were people that, failed the audition that went on to do big successful things that we're not unaware of. Well, George from Culture Club. A boy George came by? Yeah. Really? He was actually in the band for like a couple of months. He was? Yeah. Jeez, I'll tell you, when I, if I have a kid, I'm sending him over to England to start a band. Because apparently you just get around. You're in Adam and the Ants, you're in Bow Wow Wow, you're in Culture Club. You just uh, just make the scene. I'm getting 15, I'm giving him a bass guitar and like uh, 10 shillings. Remember a, band, a band called Hazy Fantasy? Yeah. Yeah, the thing we listen to her as well. Drew was into the Hazy Fantasy. Drew had his whole Hazy Fantasy phase. <laughs> it was right after his New Wave Romantic phase, which sort of burnt out. When he used to do One Eye Up with the Shadow. Remember that, Drew? And you danced. Oh, did you dance? Lock with one. Wore those big pirate shirts, the baggy pants, those Duran Duran boots. Remember those days, Drew? Not really. Kristen. Well, you were so high on X back then, you didn't know. Hi, guys. Hey, you're 21. Hello. Hi, Bella. Hello. Well, how you doing? Good. How are you? Okay. I haven't heard anybody ask me any questions. Well, so go ahead and shoot. Well, you know what? Um, you guys just finished. Didn't you just finish touring on the East Coast? Were you out there? We were on the RuPaul show, yeah. Well, oh, you didn't... What, were you playing? We played on the East Coast. Yeah. Like, did you play at Lupo's in Providence or anything? No. No? All right. That was a lie. So never mind. I don't have a question. <laughs> um, but I do have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um... I, like, have, I'm like a big emotional wreck. Why? Um, well, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I have no idea. I've never been molested. I, you know, I mean, my parents were separated and all, but, like, for an example, I just broke up with my boyfriend because, you know, I have a really busy schedule and I didn't have time for the stress of a relationship. And, um, one of the reasons I did was because I wasn't really interested in sex anymore. Only because at certain times I would get really disgusted, like almost like frightened. Mm -hmm. And um, we just had sex the other day, and after I like burst into tears, like completely was just unable to do anything but cry. Mm -hmm. And this was like the first time that I had ever done this with him, and so he kind of was talking to me about it, and I was just like, I just have this feeling that something happened to me when I was younger, but I yeah. have no idea. And you get disgusted as well. Just completely turned off, like, please no. get away from me. Okay, something happened. Don't you think? Well, I, but you know what? I honestly, if something happened, I had to have blocked it out because I have no idea what it would have been. Mm. You know, I, I can't say, yeah, my, my uncle made me. How old were you when you first started having sex? Fifteen. Did you ever walk in on your parents? Do anything funny? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You did? Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. I'm giving Drew a dollar. 
<laughs> Do you guys have a dollar you can give oh, to no, Drew? No, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Well, my see. father, my father used to videotape him and my stepmom, and I accidentally popped in. A okay, Drew gets a dollar. That's <laughs> yes. he's really doing. Oh, look at look at the money I got here. Wow, I'm so a hundred bucks. No, now, do you think that has anything to? to yes, I mean, I do. You really do? Yes, I do. Well, because you said disgusted. Completely, like, please get away. I don't touch me, and you uh, know, uh, and how, I feel so bad because he doesn't. Yeah, know. but see, not only here's the deal. Not only did you see the tape, but you were raised by the guy who made the tape. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. Want to give me the dollar back for that statement? Yeah. Thank you, girl. <laughs> this is great. So, I mean, because this guy was a little bit shady, right? Well, in what way? We don't know, but there's something about him. Something that... Uh, when did this guy come onto the scene? My dad. Your stepdad. Oh, uh, no, no, I don't have a stepdad. I have a father. I have a stepmother. Oh, okay. And he videotaped... He, he videotaped your mom with... Stepdad. No, he, he videotaped himself and my stepmother. All right. Stepmother. Okay. So it's your dad we're worried about. Right. Yeah. And um, so when did he get... How old were you when they got divorced? Mm, him and my stepmother. And your biological mother. Oh, well, I was two. So, I, I mean, yeah. they were they had been separated ever since I can remember. Mm -hmm. And then the step... And then he got rid of stepmom. How old were you? Fifteen. Okay. That was right when I started having sex. And so this guy... I mean, listen, it's not, you know, it's not a crime to videotape yourself having sex with your wife, but he left it out. There's somewhere you could find it. And the guy, there's something going on with this guy, right, a little bit? Yep. What else? Alcoholic. Okay. Okay. All right, so. I knew we'd get to it. There's plenty, of, there's plenty enough going on here to explain why you have difficulties. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, they're not, they're not devastating. You, you can carry on relationships, but... They become overwhelming, and you have some of these old feelings that sort of rush forth at times uh, that get in the way of the relationships and, and uh, impair your ability to sustain intimacy. I don't know. I mean, you can either do something about it or not. Uh, you know, you're going to be okay. I'd do something about it. Well, but we've been, we say that. It's, it's really sort of glib of us to say that, as though everybody can have the time and the money to do that. I know, but, but here's somebody whose dad was a little bit suspect. He was an alcoholic. Well, and it's, all right, here's the deal. How, this is clearly affecting her uh, relationship. But how clearly. About, she's bursting into tears. But how about, how about some women's support groups or maybe some Al-Anon, something like that, that? Well, you don't have to go one on one with a therapist, but you have to do something to try to excavate yeah. a little bit of this. I agree. Right, maybe some reading, road less traveled. Can I ask you a personal question? All right. Okay, okay. Hello. Can I ask you a personal question? Are you afraid of... Do you have a fear of intimacy with a man? You know what? No, not at all. But but it, it, it'll go on and off. It'll be on and off. And yeah. I also... I also I, I'm, I'm, I've never been diagnosed, but I'm almost positive I'm clinically depressed because I go through mood swings. Well, yeah, like, Chris, you sound a little more psychothymic or bipolar. So, yeah, I would have that looked into because... There is a place for mood stabilizing therapies, medications, that kind of thing. They can also really help you deal with some of these overwhelming swings. Tony. Yeah. You're 33. Yep. Hey, uh, Annabelle, Lee. How you guys? How you doing? Fine, thank you. Um, you might remember me. I, I, met, I talked to you at the Roxy the other night. I sent you that package in Denver. Oh, yeah. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Well, one with the uh, you know we soiled underpants and the chicken's head. And I heard you guys on the radio. <laughs> so how you guys doing? Okay. Um, hey, I want to say, uh, Lee and, and Dave, you guys have really jumped. Uh, uh, I know Dave and uh, Nesh aren't there, but uh, as, as for guitar player and bass player, you guys really play really tight together. All right, thank you. So you saw the band live? Yeah, uh, Roxy and uh, last night, Coach Allen. And how were they? Great. 
They're great. Uh, people you really need to get out there and see them who don't know who they are because uh, they're definitely one of a kind. Thank you very Thank much. You. Appreciate that. I'll give you 25 bucks later, okay? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that, I just wanted to wish you guys good luck, and uh, I guess you're you, uh, going back and uh, recording some new stuff? Yeah, if we can. Yeah, yeah we're talking to companies right now who can offer the best deal and uh, who can see our vision. Good. Yeah. And, and will, will it be Bow Wow Wow? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I know, that sounds like a stupid no, question, I mean, yeah. but... <laughs> no, I just mean, uh, I don't know. What do I mean, Drew? Don't I mean something? <laughs> All right. What I'm saying is, is you you both done a lot of uh, work and a lot yeah. of recording since uh, 1983. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't under the Bow Wow Wow name, right? Yeah. So, but I guess the question is, is when you come back and do more recording, it will be as Bow Wow Wow. Yeah. Okay. If we work together, it'll be as Bow Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty good question, then, right? Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna cut my losses. <laughs> Got it to the end. Hey, man. Hey. hey. Hey, all right. All right. It is Love Line. I'm a DJ Ace Rockola. Please. And this is my sidekick. The Ayatollah Rock and Roll Dr. Drew. He's in the house. Annabelle and Lee are both here from Bow Wow Wow. I think we're going to hear something else from Bow Wow Wow. So we're taking a walk down memory lane. Um this one is one I couldn't uh, figure out the words to. Now we're going to play work. And uh, work, no, no, nah, no, my daddy don't work. No, but they said like 2 and 0 or something on there. Let's, let's listen. Good. We're going to listen? Yeah. All right, let's see if I can't figure it out. Technology is demolished 
that would be uh, work. I still swear to God, someone says two and zero in that song. I would be, I'd be driving my dad's car. I work my name in. No, Adam, don't work. No, no, two and zero. Right about yeah. that time, somebody scream at you. Hey, grow up! How do you get back to work? Break you out of it. All right, so let's just go over the lyric one more time. I don't. <laughs> no, no. All right, but Annabelle, you you don't. We don't work. Okay. Don't work. Say one more time. Right. Okay. All right. So you're saying you're sort of phonetically spelling or saying work. No. It's not using the initials as in you know making the word like M and X. That's a positive message to the kids. England has a different history about working. Yeah, that yeah. Right. there's a lot of unemployment. Mm. Oh yeah. Then, yeah. But, but, but also, been on. British has a history of, of gentlemen, you know, gentlemen not working. But that oh. that is the ultimate uh, existence is That's to have a gentleman existence, which yeah. includes yeah, aristocracy, but not for the likes of us. I understand that, but in this country. That's not the history. It's where everybody works, and if you if you eventually make it through working, then yeah. then you can maybe not work. Yeah. Right, but if your dad worked and made a lot of money, and you don't work, you you can still be a loser in this country. Right. Whereas in in England, you're uh, part of the gentry. Mm -hmm. Here, you're just a loser who's right. sucking, uh, leeching off your dad's money. Right. And we got a lot of those in this country. And they still get laid a lot. Those guys, by the way, though. Randy. Yeah, what's up? You're 18. Yeah, I'd just like to say what's up, Hung. It's Dad. And, um, you guys, um, Bow Wow Wow. Uh, Hiya. You guys, like, grew up in the same neighborhood as, uh, Susie and the Banshees or something? Well, I think they grew up just outside London, Bromley. Oh, they did? We, we, we did hang out sometimes with oh. all those people. But they were a bit before us. Yeah, they're real into the Sex Pistols, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Bit for my time. Yeah. Bit for mine as well. Oh. They, they were around after we got. Susie and the Banshees were around before, like they in were, the late think, 70s? Yeah, I think she was. Oh, Punk Rock. Sam the Sex Pistols with us, like a Bill Grundy or TV show. That's right, yeah. She was on. She was one of the Sex Pistols uh, fans. Sorry. Right. One of the bunch of people that hung around with him. And then she decided to form her own group. But that was like four years before us. Randy? Yeah, what's up? Why, have you got a fantasy about Susie from the Banshees? Uh, Susie Sue. Susie Sue. Yeah. Well, never mind about that. But. Okay. All right. I have a question um, for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I caught some from my girlfriend. Um, I'm really scared as to what it uh, what it is because I don't know exactly what it looks like. I mean, I know what it looks like, but I don't know what it means. What is it? It's like a. It's like a. a, a like a mountain range of of uh, red dots. Going from my penis up to my belly button. Probably that they are they sort of like have little white heads on them sometimes. Yeah. Probably something called molluscum contagiosum. They don't hurt. No, they don't. But yeah. Yeah, I have whenever I've showered. It's like um, they emit pus. Not really. Is it pus or a little hard white stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's molluscum contagiosum. It's a virus. It's uh, will not hurt you. I uh, see a dermatologist. They can take care of real quick. Here, okay. No big deal. Uh, what do they do to it? Just shell it out, basically. Things like a melon baller? Right. Uh, now, hey, couldn't you do that at home? No. I've done a lot of lancing on my body. I know. Run and everything's worked out just fine. You're very fortunate, fellow. Very fortunate. Please. I'm like a surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say something that um, my family's been Apache 
for centuries, and I do not appreciate your uh, your comments that you made about them being predisposition for alcohol. Well, it's they true. Do. They do. What do you want me to say? American, North American Indians, uh, Scottish, no, no, no. Irish, have a I understand field. that the, the Spaniards brought over alcohol and started that. Randy, alcohol. Randy, Randy, listen to me. I, I treat, I run an alcohol recovery program, and there's certain... No, 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 no. They, they give the idiot no right to say that about Apaches, though. Randy, listen to me for a second. Well, I don't mean, I mean all Indian, American Indians. Yeah. Scottish, Irish, Central... Yeah, but who brought it over? Spaniards. Randy, has nothing to do with alcohol. It's, it's just a gene that evolved. See, my grandmother raised me and my sister. Randy, listen for a second. Just try to listen, okay? I know it's hard for you, and I know that you know, this is an emotionally charged issue for you, but just the way Indians have darker skin... They also have a gene that they have about a 50% probability of having that is, either you have this gene or you don't. And if you have this gene and you come in contact with alcohol or other substances, there's a very high probability of addiction developing. The Scottish have the same gene. Irish well, I have the same wonder gene. where they came from. Irish is the same. Europe? They came from Europe. Is that a scientifically totally proven Absolutely. Because I'm Irish, you know, I'm like 50%. People, yeah. Lenny's people as well? No, actually, Asian, Asian have a little lower incidence, and they actually have a... a it's, Asian what about actually, the Spaniards? What do they have? They're, they're about average, but a, Asian yeah. have... A, I was trying to pin something on the Spaniard for you there, Randy, but I couldn't. Yeah, the, a, Asian, the and indeed, Randy, there never would have been alcoholism had the North American Indians not come in contact with the alcohol, but the gene was still sitting there. And, yeah, right. Okay. And and uh, uh, Asians have a, about an average incidence, but they many of them, particularly Japanese, have a genetic factor that protects them against alcoholism. They get a flush and get nausea from alcohol. But it, but in the, the present but in the present culture, they've learned to drink past the flush, and then you see alcoholism. They're uh, overachievers as Asians, even when it comes to alcoholism. This is difficult to generalize. I don't care, Bendy. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of... God. I think Randy was drunk. <laughs> you reckon? It's difficult for people to generalize when other people generalize no. cultures and races. No, and people like. hate that in this society. But please, when are we going to realize? I mean, here's the bottom line. Well, maybe people may think this is a racist statement. I don't know. But there, there are big differences between different cultures. You know, Germany's a culture. Mexico's a culture. Jamaica's a culture. And lots of people There's many differences in different cultures. Now, I'm not saying which one's better, but you got to recognize there's certain differences. Yeah. Absolutely. And everything balances out. You get the Germans to build the cars, the Mexicans open the restaurants, and everyone has a good time. But when you This is the way life should be. And in London, Indian people work all hours of the night and the day, and they're open 24 hours, and they work their butts off. And we can go and buy cigarettes and things like that. When you give, we have that here. When you give scientific weight to negative racial characteristics, right? That's a very dangerous thing. You know, well, it is because people are idiots. Yeah. It's yeah. not because it's dangerous. It's because people freak out. I mean, yeah. there's just, just it's, 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 it's knowledge is strength. strength. Knowledge is power. And all yeah. you have to do is use the knowledge to, to be to be more uh, uh, healthy. It's well, just that history's been, you know, very dodgy. You know, gets the Jews and things like that. And, if you if you are going to continue that racist then if you are going to ignore and defend against information and knowledge based he, on he history, used, he used a scientific basis to to um, you know to do all that stuff against Jewish people and things like that. Talk about Hitler now? Yeah, I mean that's an extreme form of it. That's what uh, I think. You understand? Understand? Nothing I'm saying is pejorative. Right. In fact, in fact, in fact, I believe alcoholism is a byproduct of natural selection that improves survivability. That these right. North Americans were tremendous survivors, but part of the genetic evolution towards an excellent surviving population 
included this gene that once these drugs and once alcohol came in contact, created a disorder. Well, how would that evolutionary process benefit them in their, in their development? It turns out that it turns out. Am I going with that? Yeah, all right, go ahead. It turns I'm out thinking that, about me coming home with a big, like, flaming <laughs> spear yeah. in my it front door. Out, it turns out that people who are alcoholic have a very high degree of reward and sort of activation from thrill. Right. So in situations of such as military battle, they are extraordinary survivors. They go toward the action and they keep their wits about them. Right. Scottish are great. Watch the movie Braveheart. Yeah. All alcoholics survive the battle. Even the extras yeah. were drunk. The non-alcoholics get killed right. because they're, they're, they, they have fear. They're, they're not so, they, they can't focus. They lose their, their wits and they get killed. I can relate. The alcoholics survive. They're better. But when the substances come into contact, during times of peace, then there's this potential for a disease to develop. The pot smokers usually survive pretty good unless the mess hall is attacked, in which but case that's horrible fatality. This is, what I'm talking about. This is how ridiculous people are in our culture. I'm talking, I'm, I'm giving people a compliment, but because people are so hung up and so defensive yeah. that they can't look at reality. Well, you know, listen, reality, someone reality's turn. Call someone an alcoholic is not really a compliment. Uh, I'm, saying I'm saying there's a certain genetic evolution there. Um, but when you say genetic, that's something someone can't change. And they thought it's part of their genetic. That's thing. right. That's they why they do anything but, about it. No, they, they can. can. They cannot. They, they cannot, cannot drink. drink. They yeah. cannot drink. If you know, I mean, put it this way: if you know you have a predisposition to what of, of, to cancer, of getting momentum, cancer. then don't, don't smoke, smoke cigarettes. Right. Yeah. There's, and we're saying, if you're American Indian, don't pick up a drink. You may not put it down. And we're saying to other cultures, don't pick up whatever it is, speed. Cigarettes, whatever, whatever it is uh, that your uh, ancestry seemed to have momentum with, stay away from it. For the Corollas, it was uh, napping and masturbation. As you can see, I'm a, <laughs> you're stuck. I'm a mess. <laughs> All right. I gotta go do that now, and we'll be back. The sunshine of my life. Time. I feel like this is the beginning. Go Corolla. Go Corolla. Shut up, Corolla. Though I've known you for a million years. Can you turn his mic off, please? <laughs> and if I thought this love was ending, yeah, I'd find myself drowning in my own tears. Whoa, 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 whoa. Forget these uh, damn wow-wows. I'm taking the bow part on the road. We'll start small in like Laughlin, and we'll make our way up to Vegas. I think I'll stick to jokes. Okay. Yeah, we're uh, doing the best joke. Uh, Lee. Don't quit your day job. Right, right, thank you. Thank you. Annabella, uh, thank you very much for coming thank in. You. Pleasure. Bow wow wow, everybody. Uh, continued success, and uh, when the uh, new record does come out, please uh, come back and pass the visit. We'd be uh, more than happy to play.